Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I'm a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. And the mission of this podcast is to empower business women to take inspired action to elevate their lives. I'm your host, Melissa, and today we're going to talk about marketing fundamentals for small businesses. So if you listened to last week's episode, we dove into five I consider are the do's of marketing, right? So this week, we're going to cover five things to avoid. And as a small business owner, you are constantly being bombarded with advice, checklists, videos, Instagram videos, Instagram TV, Facebook videos of marketers telling you all the things that you need to be doing, which not to knock them because, you know, there's some good tidbits in there, but I think it's more important actually to develop a list of things that you are going to avoid or really to identify what are the things that are going to harm you in your marketing. So with that, I'll give you a little bit about my background if you're new to the podcast. So welcome. My name is Melissa Barker, and I am a business coach and digital marketing consultant. So my background in marketing, I have been in the field for a decade now, and I really got my start actually through authoring the first college textbook on social media marketing back in 2012. Gosh, it's been a while now, (laughs) but I've really seen the field evolve. And I'll say that as someone who literally had to read every trade book on the market at the time, every best practice around marketing and social media marketing that there was, and then distill it down into an actionable book where people could read it and then take it and actually use it, right? So that's a lot of my background. So I spend an enormous amount of time filtering (laughs) through all of the advice of other marketers. And so my goal today is to bring you five things that I think are very, very important to avoid doing when it comes to marketing. So without further ado, let's start with number one. This one may sound obvious to some of you, but it's worth repeating. So the first thing to avoid is that you should not market to everyone. So even if your product is something that can be purchased by everyone, you will not effectively reach anyone if you don't specify who the product or service is for. And the reality is that people who don't fit into your target market will still buy from you if your product really speaks to them. So I'll give myself as this example here. I market almost exclusively to women for my business coaching, everything from podcasts to my own social media to the events that I hold, but I still get male clients. And the reason I bring this up is, you know, I know a lot of people are very scared to niche down in fear that, you know, they'll be turning away potential customers. But if your product resonates enough with someone, they're still going to work with you. And for me, by focusing on women business owners, I'm able to create an experience that really feels tailored to them. And it doesn't necessarily exclude people, right? So I have, like I said, some male clients as well. And the thing is, if I did not specify who I wanted to work with, I would get a bunch of random people that wanted to work with me. And when I'm really able to tailor my teaching and the products and the services that I provide to one group of people, whether that be, you know, from a gender perspective or even from a value proposition perspective, meaning, so if I want to market to someone who has a very specific type of problem, and one of the types of problems that I claim to help address, right, is the piece around how to stop underselling yourself and negotiation which happens to be an issue that women just predominantly face a little bit more than men. So that is really the focus of my marketing. 
And when you're speaking to specific problems that you're resolving, that's how you're going to resonate with people. And that's what I want you to encourage you to do, even if it's not as specific as gender or demographics, right? If you're really thinking about the problem that your business can help address, that's when your marketing gets really, really powerful. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, do not use every social media platform. I'm going to repeat it. (laughs) You do not need to use every major social media platform. Pick one or two to really go all in on and master those before you move on or hire help, right? Especially if you are responsible for all aspects of marketing, it's really important to focus on just a couple of platforms, really two. And I always say this and people are always surprised, like, yes, go ahead and claim, you know, your unique name on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, right? But only use one or two of them because that's realistically what you have time for. And the way that you select those one or two is by doing interviews with people who fit what you consider to be your ideal customer, right? If you were to have someone come to you, right? What are the things that they have, the qualities, the lifestyle pieces, and then find out what social media channels they use. This is the single best way to identify which platforms you should be using. And if you're curious to learn a little bit more about how to go about doing those ideal customer interviews, go back and listen to the last episode of Women Rise because I dive into that quite a bit more on the do section. So in summary, (laughs) right? Number two, don't use everything because you don't have to, right? Really find out where people are and then use those platforms. So number three, do not just talk about your products in your marketing or services. So as I kind of mentioned in the previous podcast episode, right, your job is really to educate your potential customers. So by doing things like sharing industry news, informative articles, insightful tips that come from you as an expert, you're laying the foundation for a potential customer to really trust you as an expert. And that's ultimately the goal, half the goal, I would say, of your marketing is just to become a brand or a business or an individual that is trusted. And the way that we do that is by educating our consumer, right? So it's important that we're not just talking about the things that we do, but showing off some of the knowledge that we have or curating great information around topics related to our product. So really, as you're developing your content strategy, as your plan for marketing, an element of that needs to be education. What are topics related to the things that you provide that you could continue providing some education on, right? Some free advice and information, because that is really how you build trust. Okay, so number four, do not make content randomly. So it kind of ties into the last point, but this is especially true on social media. Do not expect, you know, that you will just be able to miraculously come up with content week after week. It takes planning and it takes time. And eventually, yes, you will absolutely get to that point where, you know, you are just such a wealth of knowledge and you know your core themes, your core marketing messages down to a T and you'll be able to come up with some more content on the fly. But if you're not at that point, I encourage you to take an hour every Monday, every Sunday, whatever it is at the start of your week to plan out your content. Not only is this going to save you enormous amounts of time, but this is also going to ensure that you're really bringing up the piece of information, sharing about the topics that are going to help you really convert someone into a customer. 
And so I encourage you to also come up with, you know, what are your three themes? What are the three things that you constantly want to be talking about as it relates to your products and services? And then each week, make sure that you're hitting on those themes. And then, you know, of course, wrapping in some other information, industry news, et cetera, right? But without having that dedicated time at the beginning of each week, it makes it really challenging to not only create good content, but to create content that is relevant. And number five, do not forget to measure your marketing efforts. Because without numbers, it is impossible to determine where you should be investing not only your time, but your money as well, and what is actually working. So while we can't get into all of the metrics right now, because that would be a very long podcast, I will tell you what I think are some of the most important things that you should be measuring when it comes to digital marketing. And a quick caveat here, when it comes to measurement, don't get hung up on vanity metrics. So vanity metrics are things like the number of followers or your total number of email subscribers. While it's important to track these numbers, what you really should focus on are engagement, right? Clicks, are people actually reading your content? Are they liking or commenting on your post? Because those are the powerful indicators of how effective your marketing efforts are at actually driving real business. Now, I know people like to get excited about number of followers, but I can tell you this with absolute certainty. Your 10,000 followers on Instagram or Facebook are absolutely irrelevant if you have little to no engagement and those people aren't turning into customers. So when you see someone's account and you see tons of followers, do not immediately be impressed. Click on their posts, look at how much engagement they're getting. That is the real tell of how effective they are at really converting people into customers and keeping them engaged with content because there's all sorts of tricks, black hat things that people do to get followers. And that doesn't help them in business ultimately, but it does kind of have that shock value and that effect. So I know why it's easy to get hung up on those numbers, but really at the bottom line, what you should be most concerned about, like with email, right? What is your open rate percentage and what percentage of those people are clicking through? When it comes to social media, things like your engagement, so meaning your likes, your retweets, your shares, your comments, your clicks, those are the really important metrics. And for your website, things like the amount of time someone spends on your site, right? And what is the actual conversion rate? So starting to dig deeper and really pay attention to those metrics is going to be critical for you to understand how effective all this work that you're doing is at actually driving revenue right? And without being able to track those metrics, I would actually recommend, you know, creating your little Excel spreadsheet and recording it once a week, right? Every Friday, record your metrics. And then over time, you're able to see trend lines and you'll notice, you know, what platforms are actually performing? What activities are you doing? Should you be investing your time in further? Because marketing without metrics is like throwing spaghetti at a wall, right? It's pretty much ineffective. So that's all for today, right? There's a whole list of things I could go through to avoid, but I think those are probably the five most important. Don't market to everyone. Do not use every social media platform. Don't just talk about your products. Do not make content randomly and do not forget to measure your marketing efforts. So remember, you don't have to market your business using every platform or medium to be successful. Ultimately, my recommendation across the board, whether as a consultant, as a business coach, has always been less is more. Focus your time on a few key marketing activities and platforms to really maximize your success. 
So until next week, you badass ladies, keep moving and shaking and check back next Tuesday at 9am for another episode of Women Rise.